Hi, it's Michael Senoff with Michael Senoff's HardToFindSeminars.com. The title of this interview is called, Finally, Maybe an Easy Cure for Epilepsy, that doctors have been sitting on since 1920. In the early 1900s, Jim Abrams' one-year-old son, Charlie, started having terrible seizures. Doctors couldn't figure out why, so they did what most doctors do. They medicated him again and again with strong drugs with devastating side effects but no stops in the seizures then doctors decided brain surgery might help they were wrong there too so they told Jim there was no hope poor little Charlie was probably going to end up mentally retarded from all the brain damage being caused by his seizures fortunately for Jim the doctors were wrong once again Jim found the treatment for his son that didn't involve medicine or operations it simply involved a change in the boy's diet and after only a few short days, Charlie's seizures stopped for good. But here's the most amazing part. Doctors have known about this dietary therapy for almost a century. And in this audio, you'll hear all about the cure and the cover-up. You'll also hear the top three reasons doctors are failing the epileptic community by keeping this cure under wraps. The very first thing you should do if your child is diagnosed with epilepsy. The science behind the diet. How eating high protein triggers the body to suppress seizures. Exactly who can benefit from this treatment and how long they need to be on it before they see results or can't expect to eat normally again. A quick but incredible story about a family that went broke over their medical bills from epilepsy. A story so impossible to believe they made a movie about it starring Meryl Streep. The hard pill to swallow about the kinds of medications doctors currently prescribe for epilepsy with eye-opening stats and studies that will have you wondering why they even bother. Epilepsy isn't the devastating diagnosis it used to be. Charlie is now a healthy young adult who lives seizure-free while eating whatever he wants. And in this interview with his dad, you'll hear how they did it and how you can help someone with epilepsy too. It's never too late to take back your health and lead the life you desire. Now let's get going. Hi, this is Chris Costello, and I've teamed up with Michael Senoff to bring you the world's best health-related interviews. So if you know anyone struggling with their weight, with cancer, diabetes, ADHD, autism, heart disease, or other health issues, send them over to Michael Senoff's HardToFindSeminars.com. Can you share your story with us? Sure. Charlie was a normal, happy, regular baby until around his first birthday. And Nancy and I started noticing at first some sort of subtle tits, and then he'd throw his arms up in the air or something. And then, pretty short order, we took him to a pediatrician. And immediately, he had a seizure in front of her. And she almost immediately said, you're in the wrong place, you need to be a neurologist. And so, started on a long procession of neurologists. And I'm listening to drugs. And and more frequent and more dramatic side effects. So the drugs were almost equally awful. And then eventually they couldn't stop the seizures, so they had a brain operation, and that didn't work. And so we were basically told that this boy was going to pretty much just seize himself into oblivion and probably wind up in a home somewhere. And the word is progressive retardation. So in an attempt to figure out how Charlie and the rest of us in his family were going to make it through such a bleak prognosis, I started doing some reading on my own. These were, again, before I could push a button on the Internet and find out everything. I came across this thing in a medical textbook called the Ketogenic Diet. It's a dietary therapy for children with difficult-to-control seizures and was invented in the Mayo Clinic in the early 1920s. And during the 20s, 30s, 40s, 50s, 60s, it was one of the first-line therapies they would use with children for seizures. 
seizures. But as drugs or medications became invented, it kind of fell into disfavor. And so by the time 1993 rolled around, there were very few places where you could find that administered the diet. Like Hopkins was about the only one, John Hopkins. So we took Charlie to John Hopkins, put him on a ketogenic diet, and two days his seizures were gone. And that was after how many years of going through seizures? It was a year. He started having seizures right about his first birthday. So with Charlie, you had a year of seizures. You actually went through brain surgery with him. What did they do for the brain surgery? Well, he had a cyst in his left ventricle. And we probably all have cysts in our left ventricle. It's just we don't get MRIs on our brains. And they couldn't come up with any explanation for the seizures. And I might add that 70% of all people with seizure disorders never figure out why they have a seizure. And for the 30% who do, you or I could figure it out. It's usually either hereditary or there's a brain trauma that results in a seizure disorder. But Charlie was like 70% of folks who have seizures, and they could never figure out a reason why. But their best guess was the cyst in his left ventricle. So they did a pretty hideous operation to drain the cyst in his left ventricle. He was about 18 months old at the time, and it didn't work. You know, to see a little guy, especially, you know, your child, being wheeled into brain surgery on a gurney, it was very difficult. Statistically, 70% of people with seizure disorders have their seizures controlled with the first medication that they try. But after that, the odds of medication stopping a seizure disorder become more and more remote. There's a 10 to 15% chance a second medication will work and only a 20% chance medications will ever work after the failure of the first medication. Frequently, when you try a new medication, there's what they call honeymoon period, when it works temporarily and then somehow the brain figures a way to reroute itself around that medication. The other important piece of information to factor into all of this is that these medications have very serious side effects. So even in a case where a person has seizures controlled, the trade-off between the control of seizures and the damaging side effect can make that iffy too. And so from this experience with your son, you really forged ahead and researched and found solutions. And one of those solutions was the ketogenic diet. You've started charliefoundation.org. And for our listeners that may be struggling with epilepsy, what is the ketogenic diet? Well, the ketogenic diet, it's been known since Hippocrates, who spoke about the benefits of fasting on the brain, that Fasting in some way helps the brain. Obviously, we can't fast indefinitely, but when we do fast, what the body does is start to burn fat for energy as opposed to carbohydrates the way most people do. And a byproduct of burning carbohydrates is your body produces ketone bodies. The best science today thinks is that these ketone bodies, along with lower blood sugar, tend to suppress seizures. So the ketogenic diet is a high-fat diet that allows enough protein for growth, no sugar, limited carbohydrate, and because it is nutritionally not sufficient, it's supplemented by vitamins. The diet's history, as I mentioned, started in 1921 at the Mayo Clinic. It was used at lots of hospitals around the United States for many years. One of the doctors who really became a huge advocate was a guy named Livingston at Johns Hopkins. 
And then Livingston trained a fellow named John Friedman, Dr. John Freeman at Johns Hopkins, starting in about the 70s, 1970s. And Dr. Freeman became a huge advocate of the diet because he saw it work on so many kids. And he still had a dietitian around when it got to be the 90s who was very proficient in calculating the ketogenic diet for our kids. She was on her verge of retirement. So about when we found the diet, Hopkins was, I think, the only hospital around in Dr. John Freeman who really were vocal champions of the diet. So who can be helped by this diet? Well, for some forms of epilepsy, it is the only treatment. There are very high success rates with Dravet syndrome, and there are different kinds of epilepsy that respond differently. And even then, it's sort of subjective. You never know to what extent a child will respond to the diet. However, that said, there has recently, at long last, been a class one, which is the gold standard of scientific studies, released about the efficacy of the ketogenic diet done by a doctor named Helen Cross in London, and it verified what we've all known for many, many years, and that is that 60 to 70 percent of children who are put on the diet have improvement. That's measured by fewer seizures and less medications, and for about 20 percent to 25 percent, they are cured. It turns out that our son, Charlie, was just one on a long assembly line of children who were given every available medication and then surgical procedures before they had the opportunity to change what they eat. And so he was just one of many children. If you extrapolate that to the 1920s when the diet was invented, and you think how many millions of children have epilepsy around the world, Charlie was one of the lucky few who had a chance to try the diet. Charlie, by the way, is now 17, has no recollection of his epilepsy of being on the ketogenic diet has never taken another anti-epileptic medication, and eats anything you want. Does the Charlie Foundation have any idea of, you know, how many thousands of children with epilepsy that this is helping? No, unfortunately, there's no sort of central clearinghouse for dietary therapy, but the number is expanding. I know that in 1994, when we started the foundation, there was basically one hospital that used the diet. Today, there are over 140 worldwide hospitals that use the diet. There are new, more liberal forms of the diet. The diet is strict. One advantage to using it with a younger child is you can control everything he eats. But as kids get older, they have to be more active participants in the therapy. And so there are now more liberal versions of the diet, which has made it much more accessible to older kids and adults. And not only is it more liberal form of the diet, but because it is, it makes it more accessible in other parts of the world. There's one version of the diet that's called a low glycemic index treatment, which is just a fancy word that reduce sugar that is akin to the Southeast diet. And then there's another version of the ketogenic diet called modified Atkins diet, which is similar to the Atkins. So if a parent has a child with epilepsy and they go to their physician, is it likely that they're going to hear about ketogenic diet, or how do they go about getting help with this? Well, hopefully anyone who's interested in information will check out our website at charliefoundation.org, that's C-H-A-R-L-I-E, charliefoundation.org, because on there we have a lot of information about the diet, and we also have a state-by-state listing of hospitals 
that have ketogenic diet programs. In order for a child to be put on the diet, it really must be done in conjunction with an experienced dietitian because it is complicated. Most kids are on medications. And there are a variety of factors that have to be measured into calculation of meal plans for a child who's going to dietary therapy. So it's important to find a ketogenic diet center, and they're all affiliated with hospitals around the United States and around the world. And if a parent is interested in looking into finding the hospital in their neighborhood, I would hope that they go to the Charlie Foundation because we try to keep the most current list of active, successful ketogenic diet programs available. For more interviews on health, mind, body, and spirit, go to Michael Senoff's HardToFindSeminars.com. And, Jim, one of the things with the ketogenic diet, how long do children have to be on it before they start to see results? That's an excellent question. In our case, we were very fortunate with Charlie. He literally went from having dozens and frequently over 100 seizures a day to zero in two days. It was a miracle. Yeah. And at first, you're not sure you believe it. At first, you don't trust it's happening. And quite honestly, I think Nancy and I are like many parents of kids who had seizure disorders and recovered, and you're always here. It is 12 years since you've had a seizure. So part of you is waiting for the other shoe to drop. Mercifully, you know, he's made it through puberty and all that. So I think we can safely say he's cured. But when it happens, there's a kind of a twofold reaction. First is, oh, my God, we've had this miracle. So our gratitude, and the other half is anger because you realize that everything he was put through was unnecessary. The drugs weren't necessary. The surgery was not necessary. All we needed was information about the ketogenic diet and the statistics that I was mentioning earlier. And we would have found a dietitian. We would have put him on the diet. So that year of seizures and drugs on his developing, they say that the first two years of development of a baby's brain, Charlie was basically robbed of one of those years. That wasn't necessary. That was because no one told us about a diet. And so, you know, that kicks in too, this kind of anger at what went on and desire to put a silver lining on the horror of what we went through by at least by being able to tell other people, look, at there is this alternative to drugs and surgery. It is available. Part of the reaction after the euphoria and the gratitude is the anger that, Charlie was put through all these treatments and harsh medications, terrible side effects, and a failed brain surgery unnecessarily. And part of the emotion that I think a lot of us parents go through is anger and a desire to put a silver lining on this kind of abuse by letting other parents know that they don't have to subject their children to medication surgery but they could merely change what their child eats is a pretty good chance to get better. When you started the charliefoundation.org, you were inundated with letters, right? Yeah, those were days of letters. Remember those? We weren't sure what we were going to do. We just knew we wanted to try to get the word out. So we made an instructional video about the diet. And one of the fellows who worked on the crew when we were making the instructional video knew some producers from Dateline NBC. And he told his producer friend from Dateline NBC about this very interesting diet for kids with difficult to control seizures. So Dateline came out and they 
cover Charlie's story, and then they came out two more times in subsequent years to see what had happened, if Charlie's recovery had a true a cure, and how he was doing and how the Charlie Foundation was doing. So it wound up getting a lot of publicity for dietary therapy. I did get literally, you know, rooms full of letters from people not only wanting more information, but because the therapy had been around since the 1920s, there are lots of people who were on the diet subsequent to the 1920s, had their epilepsy cured, and went on with life. So we heard from a bunch of people who had been on the diet, and one of the letters we got was from the mom of a boy who was on the diet in 1970, and she had a very dramatic story about how sick her son was and how much trouble she had finding the diet. In the case of her family, they went broke because the medical bills were overwhelming and the siblings of the sick kid had to go live with other people. I mean, it was a very dramatic story, but eventually they did find the ketogenic diet. The boy was cured of his epilepsy and they went on with life. So when I read their story, I was kind of overwhelmed and thought, wow, this would be another really good way to get information out about the ketogenic diet. Then we made a movie about that family's struggle to find the diet and the success they had with the diet, and it was called First Do No Harm, and it starred Meryl Street. Can people order that on your website, or can they find it at your video store, or where do they get that? Certainly you can get it through the charliefoundation.org, and I think, you know, through stuff like Netflix. Interestingly, their story, they went through pretty dramatic stuff in order to find the diet, but... Basically, their story is all of our stories. Any of us who've had a child with difficulty controlling. Well, you know, I think we all go through this thing. Certainly, my family did, and most of the families I've talked to in the intervening years, where we walk into a physician's office and we want to trust them. We want to believe they know us best. It's a much simpler mindset. Unfortunately, and especially in the case with difficult seizure disorders, that's not always the case. Physicians don't know about the diet or don't recommend the diet for any number of reasons. The primary reason being they don't have access to a dietitian who's conversant. So part of the learning curve I found necessary to go through is to keep searching and find second opinion and to find alternatives to the drugs and surgery. Today, the information and the hospitals are available and accessible to all of us who live in the United States. And so, parenthetically, and around the world, it's becoming much more popular. But my suggestion is keep searching. Trust your instinct. If you feel uncomfortable medicating your child and still having to experience seizures, if any of that makes you feel uncomfortable, trust your instinct because there are alternatives. It's just a matter of seeking them out. I can tell you what the common objections are from physicians about the diet and from neurologists about the diet. Well, they'll say, number one, it's high fat. And I might add that Charlie was on the diet for five years. Most kids are on for about two years. They're on for five years. And during those five years, we tested his cholesterol levels frequently. They were always normal. Another argument is that it can stunt the child's growth. I'm 5'10", Charlie is 6'1", Charlie's mom is 5'9", so I'm not sure that it's something to grow. And he's the same height as both his brother and sister. Another 
argument is that it's too difficult. When you say it's too difficult, you have to measure too difficult as compared to what. And I can't imagine too many things more difficult than watching your child having seizures and taking medication. And then finally, I think the most insidious argument made by the medical folks against the diet is that there's no science behind the diet. Mm. And number one, that is false. And number two, when you hear that argument, you assume that they're coming from a place of science, that everything, that every one of those medications and every one of the combinations of medications that they put someone with a seizure disorder on have been tested scientifically and the interactions of the medications have been tested scientifically. Well, that's just all. There are no blind studies, nor are there any studies about interactions. So to use the argument that there's no science, I find a very dark argument. What we found is the real reason the ketogenic diet is underutilized is because there's a dearth of dietitians who are familiar with it and know how to administer it with a child. And where there are educated dietitians, educated in terms of the ketogenic diet, they have very successful ketogenic diet programs at those hospitals that have access to these dietitians. So one thing that we found is the quickest way to get to the heart of the problem of underutilization is to help educate the dietitian, teach them how to calculate meal plans, teach them the various nuances of the diet so that they can go back to their hospitals in whatever city and then the neurologist will be much more likely to prescribe a dietary therapy when he knows or she knows that they have access to an educated dietitian. About a year ago, we actually had an international symposium on dietary therapies that we sponsored. It was attended by over 300 physicians, dietitians, and nurses from all over the world, and that was a very exciting event. Also, and has helped to spread the word about the diet throughout the world. One of the people I work with at the foundation is a very experienced dietitian who's been working with the ketogenic diet since 1993. Part of her job, and she largely does, is travel to hospitals around the world to teach hospitals individually how to set up ketogenic diet programs in their hospital. She's been to over 75 hospitals in the last two years all over the world, Dubai, Korea, South America, and all over the United States, helping teach the ketogenic diet. This is Chris Costello reporting for Michael Senoff's HardToFindSeminars.com. And around the world, how is the ketogenic diet? Is it well-known? That's an interesting question, too, because it's, of course, not well-known enough, but it is being accepted with more enthusiasm than the United States. Emerging countries that don't have the capability of purchasing the variety of anti-epileptic medications are more enthusiastic about accepting a dietary therapy than we are here in the United States, when it's so much easier to pop a pill. As I mentioned, there was something like 70%, in the vicinity of 70% of kids who start having seizures have their seizures controlled with the first medication. But after that, the medicines don't work nearly as well, and dietary therapy should come into play very quickly. It is a high-fat diet, but as opposed to even when Charlie was on the diet, when meal plans were pretty yucky-looking, it's become much more sophisticated. And 
we have a bunch of meal plans on the Charlie Foundation website with photos of meals that kids eat. And it looks very delicious and nutritious and appetizing, but they have figured out ways to incorporate large amounts of fat. There are fewer carbohydrates and vegetables such as broccoli and spinach, so there are more of those kinds of vegetables than carbohydrate-rich vegetables. Every meal is weighed out, every portion of every meal is weighed out on a gram scale, and the kids have to eat all of their allotment that has been calculated based on an ideal weight for their height. So the kids have to eat all of every meal, no more, no less. So it's not a walk on the beach, but it's a cure that the entire family can contribute to. You know, it involves the whole family's activity. Mom and dad and siblings can all be involved in helping cure their child or sibling. And it can be a positive experience for a family. Does this work for adults also? Yes. Historically, going back to the 1930s, there have been studies published that it has the same positive effect on adults as it does with kids. The main difficulty is it is so restrictive and sometimes it's difficult for adults to comply with the diet. And it's certainly more difficult to find an adult neurologist who prescribes the diet. That said, many hospitals today are using in particular, the modified Atkins diet for adults with difficult seizures who want to get off the drugs and who are still having occasional seizures. And it's becoming a much more popular and readily available therapy. So it does work as well. There are, especially through modified Atkins diet, it's much more available than it was just a few years ago. Modified Atkins was basically invented within the last five, six years. Modified Atkins has only been out there for a few years, so how long people stay on it is, I don't think, absolutely defined. But in terms of ketogenic diet, the full-blown ketogenic diet, the term is usually about two years and go back to regular food with no more medication. Jim, thank you so much for spending the time with us today. And if people want to find out more, they can go to charliefoundation.org. And thank you so much, Jim. I want to thank you for giving us the opportunity to help spread the word. That's the end of our interview, and I hope you've enjoyed it. For more great health-related interviews, go to Michael Senoff's hardtofindseminars.com. I hope you've enjoyed this interview. For more wonderful interviews on health and wellness, go to hardtofindseminars.com.